This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. LSU football in view. Camp is set. And boy, is it a big year for Coach O and his regime here. Big time expectations. Maybe not quite national championship expectations, but they look... I've said at this hour a lot, you look across the country right now, and a lot of these national talking heads, they're all coming around that the dark horse in the country to win a national title is LSU. Not just a thorn in the side of Alabama. Things go right. Maybe they finally dethrone uh, Alabama, but we'll see. It hasn't happened in a while. I know this is kind of stuff we talk about every single summer as we head into camp. Let's bring on in Brooks Cabina to talk about LSU and camp. Brooks, who covers the LSU Tigers for the Advocate, he's on Twitter at B Cabina. Brooks, what's going on, bud? Hey, Seth, going good, man. How about yourself? Look, look, I'm ready. I'm ready to get this this camp started. Is this program, the coaching staff, the players, are they embracing these pretty big time expectations heading into this year? All right. I mean, as much as expectations for every year, I mean, they always expect to do well. Um, and as much as that is around there, they, you know, they try not to listen to as much as going on outside. And I mean, you were talking about the expectations for them outside. I mean, as far as those things go, I mean, they want to win a national championship. And the thing is like outside of what their expectations are, I mean, you're in a situation where you don't, you can lose to Alabama and still get in. I mean, we've seen Alabama go one loss and not have to play in the SEC championship, come out of the West and still win, you know, go, in, go into the national championship. So with a team like Texas, who's probably going to be a top 10 team whenever they go in and play Austin, if they win and then run the table outside of Alabama and still sit out of that SEC championship game, you could make your way as the four seed into the playoffs. So, no, yeah. I mean, that, it's very realistic. Yeah, if they do that, I would be stunned. I'd be sitting here on the radio going, "Come on, you got to put these guys in the in that playoff." If they're only losses to Alabama after going to Texas, I'm with you, Brooks. Let's go to Joe Burrow. And seems to be a relatively a high amount of pressure on the guy. A lot of that coming from the LSU fan base, who's trying to tell me and convince me and others that, "Hey, this could be a sneaky Heisman Trophy candidate contender." Well, he'd have to make, and you know this, Brooks, a pretty big jump from what he did last year as a 57% passer, four game stretch mid season, didn't throw a touchdown, but. It sounds like, Brooks, the coaching staff is telling us he is going to make that big leap in Joe Brady's, at least who's going to be helping out with the offense. Yeah, I, I think Heisman jump may be too much of a jump at this point to say. I mean, the one thing that suits Joe Burrow in this offense is that he's already been an accurate passer. Last year he set the record for LSU for most uh, pass attempts without an interception. Uh, it took till Florida whenever he was on the final drive trying to, you know, drive for what was then still a chance to win the game when he threw a pick six. I mean, he's been very, uh, very accurate, very, he knows how to make decisions. And, you know, they like that about him in this offense where it really does take a quarterback to identify which keys on the defense or what they're reading in a play. Um, you know, whenever they run, run pass option schemes, uh, you know, he's also bulked up. He's, he's brought up to near 220 now to last throughout the rest of the season at his weight, um, he found out that, hey, you know, newsflash right down in the south, it gets hot all the way through December. And uh, he's he's going to be bulked up and can uh, last throughout the year. And he's got a couple of 
of scholarship quarterbacks now behind him where he can run more often in this system. So, I mean, you're going to see a lot more of what Joe Burrow can do just more fitting in the offense and also running. I mean, we've we've talked about this. We've heard about this all summer. But, yeah, he's, he's definitely more of a fit in this offense. So how different is this offense, specifically the passing offense, going to look now with Brady part of this coaching staff? So, so Ed Ogeron said today at the Rotary Club meeting, there was a Baton Rouge Rotary Club meeting at Tiger Stadium. There's one every year. Last year, today almost, uh, I think it was last year today, uh, he stood up there and said, they're going to run three, four, five wide, re- wide receiver sets. And he said the same thing today, and people kind of chuckled because they'd heard the same thing. And he's like, no, for real. So, I mean, it, <laughs> you, we saw it in the spring game. You know, we saw, we, we saw it out there, and they've got the, got the schemes to do it. Um, enough wide receiver depth, enough running backs who could be all-purpose from Clyde Edwards-Hilaire to John Emery coming in, that they can throw the ball to running backs and use them. Stephon Sullivan is a good body to have it tied in where you can better suited, split them out as a slot more in, in that kind of way. You know, Joe Brady uh, brought in a lot of plays from the tight end position from the Saints, and, you know, that's that's kind of an under-talked-about thing um, because – you know, everybody's talked about how he's been able to run, implement the run-pass option scheme, but, you know, to be able to use the tight end in different ways, I mean, you, you've seen that the Saints the past couple of years. And, you know, that's that's uh, another part of this offense. So it's going to look a lot different. I think one of the things that everything seems to be about the passing game, but so it, the, the running game really does need to be um, effective. You know, I got a chance to talk to Joe Moorhead back in March. He invented the run-pass option in some ways back when he – you know, was at Fordham and then Penn State. He's who Joe Brady used to coach under as when he was a GA at Penn State. Uh, but he said, you know, in order to get that dangerous defender, it's all about turning that, you know, if you're running the ball a lot and all of a sudden you have to send a blitz to stop it, how do you get rid of that guy and make him a counterbalance to where you're playing off of him now? You got to get that guy to come down and start blitzing. And that means you got to run the ball. You got to be effective. So if if that doesn't work, then you're kind of, you know, in, for lack of a better term, you're, you're not doing so good in that. So I mean, you've seen Alabama run this. They've been able to run the ball a lot and be effective there still, and they run run pass option as good as anybody in the country. You know what strikes me there, Brooks? And we're talking to Brooks Cabina, the advocate, LSU football. That sounds almost identical to what Pete Carroll says in front of a mic. We know Coach O and Pete Carroll very close, uh, still very close friends today, and he was a member of that staff over at USC. I mean, you I, I, I just put Coach Carroll behind the mic, and that's exactly what he'd say, Brooks. you got to run the ball. got to run the ball to set up the pass. you know, got to bring that defender down. It's, it's, it's very interesting. Well, the whole scheme is this, the whole scheme depends on it. Yeah. I mean, it, it's all about being able to turn a dangerous defender into uh, – one that is now playing against the defense, turning it on itself. It's a counterbalance. And in order to get him to come down, if he's not coming down at all, then you you, you don't have to run that scheme. So, you know, it's in order to get him down, you got to be able to, you know, make him, make him uh, want to come down. Well, you alluded to this a little bit earlier, the coach, oh, yeah, he's prone to a little hyperbole. Uh, maybe some here, maybe not. As he said, this – secondary that he's coaching right now is the best secondary he's ever been around and that includes those great ones that we just referenced at USC with Pete Carroll last year when you had Greedy and Christian Fulton and and Grant Delpit is this really the best secondary that that Coach O's ever seen maybe the best secondary LSU's seen uh you know it's it's you know Grant Delpit unanimous All-American Christian Fulton who 
in some schemes last year was considered a better cornerback than Greedy Williams. Derek Stingley, we haven't seen yet, but I mean, he's, I mean, let's, let's just talk. He's been here eight months. It's almost like he's a sophomore already. Um, you know, the, the main faces of this secondary are very good, but the depth is not as deep as you probably would want to have going into a season. I mean, now that Calvin Joseph is gone, let's just talk about it. behind Ter- Derek Stingley. You've got Christian Fulton and Derek Stingley starting behind them is all the true freshmen that they got from Cordell Flott to, to, you know, Ray Ward and everyone that that's left there. I mean, they don't have as much experience back there. So, you know, the main pieces are good and Delpit and Jacoby Stevens are two safeties. That'll probably be uh, very big pieces in Dave Aranda's scheme. So it's just, you know, if, if, if there's any, any trouble health wise, you know, what, what, what happens, but as far as like main faces like this, there's a lot of things that uh, a lot of things that Aranda could do with this, and it, it if it's it's definitely on its face better than what they had last season for sure. Uh, Brooks, in about 45 seconds, can you tell me the one position battle that you're really watching? I mean, it's 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 got to be right tackle. Um, you know, right now it's Austin Deculus leading, and Badera Treor is behind him. Um, I would almost say left guard as well if I had to pick two. These are the most important position battles on the field as tomorrow uh, as camp starts because we talked about the offense and all that all all of the passing schemes all the running schemes if they can't block at the right tackle they can't i mean they ranked outside the hun- top 100 in the country of both tackles for loss allowed and sacks allowed that can't happen again if they're going to make the jump and compete with alabama who was just con- dominating the uh line of scrimmage during that game so if 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 that isn't won outright by somebody then that means there's still some struggles there and that they don't have someone that's take command of that position. So Brooke. we'll see how that goes. Brooks could be the advocate. Brooks, always appreciate it. We'll talk to you during camp. Thanks so much. I appreciate it, Seth. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 